This guy is nuts. Is he really making daily recordings of his possible divorce and releasing it as a podcast? They both cheated on each other? She's making six figures and still doesn't contribute to any joint endeavors financially? Why is she still with him? Why is he still with her? I can't wait for the next episode. This helped me be a better wife. So this is how men think. I hate my husband less now. I understand my wife more now. These are some of the listener comments to the Divorce Diaries podcast all over the map, I know. These anonymous accounts of events should resonate with anyone that has been married, is married, or is preparing for marriage and helps couples avoid pitfalls as they might prepare for marriage. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Link in description. Now for today's episode. This is the August 14th version of Divorce Diaries. This is being recorded on Saturday morning, August 15th, because um, my man had a little bit of too much whiskey and had needs last night that I'm satisfied with my wife. That's fine. I think that everyone knows you will probably go through bouts of wanting to connect and disconnect, um, whether physically or not. I connected physically with her and I don't necessarily think it's leading on. I don't think it's anything just like, oh, you know, somebody can have an affair and they say it didn't mean anything, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not saying it didn't mean anything. I'm saying this is a person I've been with for, you know, well over 10 years and we've had sex before a lot of sex so us doing it again i mean whatever it's it's not a big deal it doesn't change the tide of things um it's not exactly a nothing burger either whatever so you know this is a diary and i put everything in this diary there was um some things i had going on on friday the 14th i just I had some professional things, some business things that I needed to do and take care of. And I'd, I'd gone into um, business in the past with my wife, um, another legal arrangement aside from this marriage. Um, yeah, let's try this business together. Let's just try to do this. Let's try to do that. But I mean, there's, there's enough and a lot of blame to go around for why that business failed. But, you know, ultimately, um, you know, from my perspective, I pushed really hard. I wanted to push really hard. And... I may have pushed too hard for her. Um, I'm a hard worker and, and I may have been a little bit vague and with certain things. I mean, they're very clear to me, but uh, I'm just saying if I were to accurately account for both perspectives, she'd likely say I pushed really hard, maybe too hard. What was she supposed to do? Um, I wasn't clear with communication from my side. I would say, you know, why didn't you tell me how you felt? Well, why didn't you continue working? Why did you quit? You were a very integral part, but you quit. That's fine. I did it officially. I mean, there was a joint, um, did it, the joint incorporation. I just, I really wanted her to feel included. So, you know, 50-50 split and going to open up an account at the bank together and we'll do this, we'll do that. And just, you know, we're a team. See, we're a team. We created this name together, got this website, logos, all this other stuff. It's just, you know. I thought if it, there was something that we could work toward, we could probably, you know, get things done together. And this was that this was post her affair. I was trying to find a way to connect and trying to find a way to get us back and whatever. 
Um, hindsight, looking back, stupid on my part. Just why would you do that? The person proves that they were untrustworthy. Um, on this day, she was, um, I got a cleaning service that comes to my house. Um, it's only once a month. And it's for that, you know, that deep stuff, the stove. And I mean, they clean the whole house. They do the floors and everything like that. But primarily, um, I hired them because over the years of us being married, um, I've heard very specific statements like, I mean, I'm not cleaning bathrooms. I'm not going to clean the bathroom. Bathrooms are gross and all this. And I'm like, you know, back when we were much younger and much broker, um, <laughs> like, saying that I'm not going to clean the bathrooms, it, basically what that meant was I had to clean them, which is fine. Um, you know, in our first place, we had three bathrooms. You know, you would think like, hey, you know, you take the two upstairs and I'll just clean the smallest one. Um, you know, I don't like them and I really appreciate you doing it. That would have been great for me, but it's just, you know, I don't clean bathrooms. And not to say that she hasn't ever cleaned them. She's like, I don't clean bathrooms. I don't want to clean bathrooms. Okay, I'll clean them. So I did that. Ugh, the stove, it's so disgusting. Ugh, the stove. Because, you know, things pop and eventually, you know, every now and then you have to actually clean the stovetop. Um, sometimes you got to scrape things up. You got to pull the grates off and you got to, you know, get in there with some, and, you know, there, there, there's a lot. Clean the inside of the microwave, refrigerator clean, whatever. And I mean, if she was in a mood, she would do it. But if she wasn't, she wouldn't. And most of that, most of that would fall to me. A lot of, I had a lot of things going on outside of of my full-time job. And she was off and on full-time. You know, we having kids, she's working, she's not working, things like that. So I felt like I should, you know, be picking up slack and clean, cleaning more because she's taking care of the kids. And, you know, over time you find there's a lot of TV show watching. Wow, how many episodes of Law & Order can you watch in a day? And all this other stuff. And it's like, well, it's not like you're not doing one thing so you can do another cleaning up you're actually just not doing anything but at the same time in my mind you are taking care of kids and you are doing this and you are doing that and you are cooking um sometimes and you're taking care of everything when i'm not there just i'll definitely pick up the slack even if i'm tired which i felt was good um i thought she did too that carried on to when our workloads were pretty much the same we were both caring for kids that are school age and stuff like that so that no one person really had more on their plate than another but the i'm not going to clean this i'm not going to clean that maintained I'm like okay um well then well i got a little bit more money now so i'll hire a cleaning service i did the reason i'm selling about the cleaning service repeatedly because it plays into today's events so but i just like giving you guys backstory backstory needs to be in the diary because context matters. So I pay somewhere between 140 and 150 a month um, right now because they only come once a month to clean the house. And they go around and they make up the beds and vacuum the floors and clean all the bathrooms, dust, dust, deep clean bathrooms and kitchen, stuff like that each time. Um, and it's great. You know, when they leave it, it's like things are just, even though you got like a shitty pile of paper somewhere, they just kind of organize the papers and it's just, everything just looks a little bit better. On the 14th of August, you know, on this day, scheduled a meeting to um, incorporate another business. And I needed an account, so I had to go to the bank. And with COVID and everything, everybody's only taking appointments in person and at certain intervals, so it's kind of hard to get an appointment. So I'm headed up 
to um, the place. I kind of forgot to let her know. But we got um, some kids that were at home and I'm um, well old enough to take care of themselves. But um, and the people that come to clean the house, they're typically it's like two Hispanic women. That's who come to cl- comes to clean the house. Not very threatening um, people. Um, nice. That's who comes to clean the house. They're different every time. Um, sometimes they're the same, but for the most part, two Hispanic women. Let her know earlier in the day. Hey, I've got something going on at 11. Um, uh, I got a meeting at 11. The cleaners are coming at 1230. I should be back, though, before they get here. Then there's this, what kind of meeting? I have a meeting, a business meeting. Oh, or, or no, I said at the bank. Let me, let me, let me look at the text. Tell you guys exactly what was said. Okay, hang on. Oh, so yesterday, 9.05 a.m. Hey, oh, that was just a reply to something. Oh, here we go. FYI, I have a meeting at 11. The cleaners are coming at 12. It was really 12.30, but I said 12. I forgot to tell you all this yesterday. Her response. So the girls will be home alone with the cleaners? What kind of meeting? Both questions. I said, and I also said, this was just a follow on. Um, I may be back. That's me. So they aren't alone, but they might be. To answer her first question. So the girls will be home alone with the cleaners. I may be back, so they aren't alone, but they might be. Then the next question, what kind of meeting? I'm opening an account, and the branch is in another part of town, and the online process didn't work twice, so I have to go to the branch, according to them. Shake my head. Emoji. Her response, I'd really appreciate you trying to avoid the girls being at home alone with them, or when they are scheduled to come. I replied, yep, I'll try. She comes back, what kind of account? I say, a bank account for business. She says, it feels like you're being purposefully vague, and I'm trying to respect that, but because you're potentially leaving our girls in this situation, I'd like to understand why. So, one, I don't think I was vague at all. She asked, I said, I'm opening a bank account for business. And I said, I will not reschedule. I should be back. I'm opening a biz account. I'm not being vague. Do you have any more questions? She says, nope. And I gave that a thumbs up. I went on to say, because I was, I was pretty pissed. I just said, I am being open. That's why I'm letting you know everything. She responded, thanks for letting me know. As you guys can see, there was, um, she has a strong need to know. With that last business account that I had with her, I had to, thank goodness I was able to close that by myself. Um, she never put any money into that, so it's not like I like took anything or anything. She never contributed any money into that account, never pulled any money out of it, um, nothing. I think we bought maybe a couple of tech things with um, the funds that I put in there. She really wants to know what's going on with me. And, and it's like, I used to be such a communicative person and I would tell her everything and I hear what's going on, here's what's going on. But when I realized that she would do either nothing with that information or throw it in my face or feel like she was entitled to know it without sowing any seed, it just kind of really f- makes you want to stand off away from someone. For all intents and purposes, if I could only get this appointment at this time and they'd have to stay home with the cleaners, hey, it is what it is. When we, if we ever, when we get divorced, we're going to have to make decisions like that because we'll both be two single people. And you may have to make a concession. Hey, maybe your kids do have to stay home by themselves. Not like anything's illegal or anything, but they may have to stay home by themselves. And it's something that you're just going to have to deal with. And just because now, that's why I gave you the backstory. The only reason we have cleaners is because you didn't want to clean. 
So then I try to alleviate the problem from both myself and you. And oh, and by the way, the cleaners, hey, why don't your kids clean? You might ask, because I used to press that on um, our older kids like, hey, you know, you got this weekend, you got that. But I would have to fuss at them a lot and everything and remind them and nag them. And, and, and it would cause a strain on our relationship. And I'm like, hey, you know, if you could help me out here with some of that, I think if they saw mom and dad saying, guys, stop what you're doing now and go clean up or, you know, you give me a little bit of you heard what your father said, support, then boom, maybe the kids would do it. If I'm like, hey, guys, I need you to clean up. And then she says to me, well, there's only an hour left in the movie. OK, you just undermine me. But all right, cool. It's hour left. You know, just just get to it after. Oh, well, they were hung after. Hey, why aren't you guys doing the doing what you're supposed to do? Your chores. Well, hey, everyone got kind of hungry, so I figured I'd make lunch and then they could after lunch. So I'm continuously having to move my target. You just want to watch movies with them. Then you got hungry. I had responsibilities they were supposed to do. And by the way, I'm only having this conversation and reminding them because they were supposed to do it yesterday. So to alleviate stress from everyone, I hired a cleaning service. So now in, t in 2020, on August 14th, when I have to go somewhere else because I had to schedule something in a bind that if we were to stay married, hopefully can earn us some money and help our quality of life. You want to complain to me and make me feel bad about being vague about the fact that we had a failed business, that I had to close that account. And now I'm back again, starting a business on my own to support you and this family. And you're complaining that our old enough children shouldn't be at home and you'd appreciate it if I'd get back there for them. It's very easy for people to look at things in a little bubble and say, geez, what a jerk, what an asshole. He's just going to leave the kids at home with strangers. But there's a mountain of reasons why I'm making that decision in this moment. And I wouldn't even make this decision if I could help it. And I wouldn't make the decision if I saw any risk in it. That whole I'm a protector and provider thing. I wouldn't do anything to put my children in danger. But a lot of times, a lot of women or wives will make it seem like you aren't fit to protect. Wow, I'd really feel better if you'd be there. Then maybe you should take off work and you come home. That's why I had to say specifically, I am not rescheduling. Then she relented. But still, it's just that's one of the reasons why I do think that I will be getting a divorce because where do you get off forgetting all of the reasons? I just gave you guys a 17 minutes so far diary entry of why I had to even open a business account. Why I have cleaners? All you can think of about is the moment. No phone call, because again, remember, I try now I try to pay a lot of attention to what people don't say. And you're not saying anything like, I guess if you had to leave them at home, I guess you didn't have a choice. Am I correct? Then maybe I could say, yeah, hard scheduling everything. And that's the only window I could get. So I'm at least going to try to make it back as fast as I can. Well, thanks for doing that. You know, I would prefer if they weren't at home by themselves, but I guess you're not. I guess you don't really have a choice. I wish I could leave here early, but I can't. Thanks for at least rushing back. You know, please, next time, if there's anything you can do to make sure that they aren't at home by themselves, I would really appreciate it. 
So, yeah, I know, you know, thanks for understanding. Um, again, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but I think they'll be okay. This kid's old enough and, you know, it's usually okay when they're here. So, you know, knock on wood, everything just repeats. It's okay. Yeah, hope so too. And we both kind of walk away like, uh, you know, it's not going exactly the way that I planned, but at least I talked to my partner and we're both okay. We're both not happy. I mean, he's not happy going to do what he's doing. I'm not happy being here with the kids at home with the cleaners because I'm just not sure what's going on. But shh, damn, I feel okay because it is what it is. And at least I know like he's trying. And I can say at least I know she conveyed her thoughts and feelings. And, um, and I understand what she wants and what will make her, what will really make her day. Me making it back. The whole events of yesterday were because of crap that happened in the past that led us to where we are now and put me in the bind that it put me in. Done. And I don't want to talk about a lot of things with her, which is another reason why I want to get a divorce. I don't want to talk about, oh, what's going on? Oh, what business are you building? Oh, how's this going? Oh, so you have a podcast? Oh, how's that going? Oh, oh, no. I don't because I'm sharing things with you that are exciting me and like are about my life and where it's going and I don't see you in my life or I see you trying to take advantage. Like I said, there was that jealousy thing that started rearing its ugly head, wanting her wanting an office in the house, never wanting one before. But when I finally got one, I wanted one too. I want my own space too. Very childish. So I don't know. I don't know. That's where I am and so far still want a divorce. Still want a divorce. Wow. That was the Divorce Diaries podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time. <laughs>